It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. Oh, it's a Friday podcast. Why the hell not? going to be 75 and sunny. It's a summer Friday down the Jersey Shore where you will find Al a Friday podcast, Jerry? We always do them on Friday. Oh, right, because we have meetings on Thursdays. Yes, we do. That's right. A couple of uh, items here, Jerry. Uh, I've told you I've been listening to Joe Rogan a lot. Just, you know, yeah. it's a nice, long, good podcast. And he had Anthony Cumia from Opie and Anthony as a guest. Um, oh, yeah. I'm listening to that one. I was listening to a Tom Green one. But he started talking a lot about, well, he, he started referencing uh testosterone, sup, not supplements, testosterone hormone replacement therapy. Okay, sure. So then I went on YouTube and I just pun- punched in Joe Rogan testosterone and all these clips came up about how he's brought it up. Right. And it was pretty interesting. He was talking about like that he says he takes testosterone. Okay. Which is uh, you can only do in an injection form or a cream. But... When you look at when he's like, he's saying he's like 50 something years old. He's like, look around anybody, any guy that's like over 40, that's in like really good shape muscular wise. He's like, they're take, they have to, like your body does your body doesn't produce it because your body doesn't produce it. So he was talking about all the benefits of this testosterone thing. I was like, why don't I, I got to get in on this. But what's the negative? So the negative is because I did look, uh, read about this, and I actually did go just get my testosterone checked. Oh, you did? Yeah. That's where I went the other day. I'm, uh, I'm in the uh, normal range. Okay. But normal, like, for my age, which is still, you know, I guess they tell you when you're 30 is when you peak at your testosterone. Right. Like, when you're 30. Or once you start being 30, it goes down, like, 1% every year, forever. So the different things that it does do for you, it says, you know, it helps muscle growth. Like, you could then, when you work out, you'd be muscular. It helps your uh, sex drive, big sex drive. And it helps your memory. Really? As I struggle to help my memory. But Wow, I didn't know that. It's the same things that uh, are deficient when you don't sleep like we don't sleep, right? So it's hard to it's hard to tell. But the dangers of it is well, people overdo it, they take too much. I guess there's like a a, a balance that you have mm-hmm. to try to like anything. Right, but like you have to really monitor it with a doctor. Okay. Is what he said. Um but then he was also talking about, like he said, you know, people get mad at him for doing it or it's like, oh, why don't, why don't you just grow old gracefully? Or he's like, why would I want to grow old gracefully? Because when science is out there and I could be taking testosterone. And look better and feel better. Yeah. And some guys do testosterone and HGH. Oh, geez. Yeah. And they're like, well, you know, you could die a little earlier. He goes, yeah, it's your last five years. He goes. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, I, to me, that's <laughs> easy to at... say that when you're 50. I I, I know that. Like he's saying, well, am I gonna, would I rather die at 80 
or at 75, but be muscular and all this, feel young and Again, all those things. easy to say that now. Yeah. I mean, I've got plenty of people in my life now that are in their mid-70s that still enjoy life. Yeah. And I'm sure they were punk-ass kids at 21 saying, oh, you know what, I'll die at 75 instead of 80 if it means I'm going to have blah, blah, blah. But you know what? I'm pretty sure none of those people want to die right now at 76. But it was interesting that he said that because I could immediately start looking at People who I know now sure. do testosterone. First of all, he brings up uh, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. He's like 70-something. But he's admitted ripped. that, though. Right, right, right. Right. And I think that's what he's talked about, guys that admit to doing it. Um, but we know some former radio or current radio people that are all jacked up and they're in their 50s. Well, like Sid. <laughs> yes. Sid looks great. Right. But he's got. you would think he's got to be doing some sort of Yeah, I don't know how. Thing. Well, see, there's a couple of different things there. There's are you taking... Uh, HGH or testosterone directly, or are you going crazy on supplements that you buy at GNC? Is it? But the supplements you know, don't do anything for testosterone. From no, but there's muscle building supplements you can buy. Yeah, I mean there are different things that you can do that I don't know how safe they are. Yeah, and that's another issue. Well, yeah, that's the other thing. But it was interesting when I was going through all the clips. There was like you know the comedian Nick DiPaolo. Yeah. So he was funny. He was on there. He goes, I, you know, I go, I work out now. He goes, nothing happens. He goes, I don't. Have, I'm doing bicep curls, but nothing. Yeah, and uh, the the Joe's like, just do, just do uh, testosterone. Um, listen, I've been going to the gym now four days a week minimum. Yeah, for the last, it's got to be six, seven weeks. I've been going with my friend. We're the trainer, and eating relatively well. I wouldn't say great. I mean, not like a hundred percent clean, but it, my eating hasn't gotten worse. It's either been really good. It's be, it's been better or the same. And I've added in all this exercise. Not to mention on the days I'm not exercising, I don't because if I look at my my fitness tracker, I'm upwards of 20,000 steps because I'm on the practice field running around with the kids nonstop. Like my level of movement right now is better than it's been in a long time. I haven't lost an ounce and I look the same. So I'm with Nick DiPaolo. Yeah. I, I'm with you on this. And that's what Anthony from Opie and Anthony show, he, he was saying it too because Joe was like, your neck looks a little bigger. He goes, yeah, I'm doing the testosterone. But the dangers of it is, one, once you start taking it, you're pretty much on it forever because See, I don't like that. your body stops producing it. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good. The other thing, which I've read, is that if you are predisposed to prostate cancer. Oh, boy. Like my dad had prostate cancer. He sur- survived it, but yeah. he, he, had a, he had prostate cancer. That... There's something where it can speed up the the, the um, those cells that sure. increase where it can spread your, faster. Yeah, something like it, which clearly is bad news. I do not care for that. It seems like it's the type of thing that you would really need to work very closely with a doctor yeah. consistently, and you're probably not going to. Right, that's the thing. I've visited many doctors over the years, who, when I've just brought it up, or when I would get my blood levels checked, I go, yeah, if you want. I'll give you a prescription. It's like, really? Re- yeah. I mean, say up to years ago. Wow. It's weird. Why not just get the thing that Frank Thomas takes? Because I think that's for gaze. <laughs> that's the other thing. Like the testosterone stuff, there's no, there's nothing in pill form. So all these for things, it's not doable. But I, this Joe Rogan is going to get me into, I know how this works. Like I start following somebody's podcast or show, then I start wanting to do everything they do. I'll be doing You're HG. one of those guys, huh? Yeah. I'm going to be, you know, like I, Dave Ramsey show, psh, get, go all in. Now I'm on Joe Rogan. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, why well, don't I have like the big, big arms? And I definitely noticed like doing 
curls and chest things, like it's not the same even that it was two years ago. No, it's not. It's not. Your body just doesn't work that way anymore. Yeah. It really is incredible. Right. And I mean, unless, but see, I see, I don't even think that with you, unless you're just going to completely give up the beer and it's right. only a few a week. It's not like you're two, having tons. I have two, maybe two beers on a Friday, maybe one on a Saturday. I might have three beers a week. Right. I mean, you give up your pizza. Right. I mean, but you're talking about small little things you do in the course of a full week. It's nothing. So it shouldn't really be. That's the problem I always have with all these diets is that it's not something that I'm going to continue to do because they're too restrictive. And while they may work for a short time, once I start eating like a normal person again, it's gone. Right. That's why I said I found one that I really like because it's all the foods I actually enjoy. Now, it obviously omits some, but I like everything on it as opposed to certain ones where I'm like, I'm not going to eat that. And I'll sub that. And then all of a sudden, what are you doing? But it's like, I don't know, man. I, I know some people eat 100% clean. I don't know how you do it. I don't. And I don't even know if it'll work. Right. I try it, but what if it, now Giannotti, he's 38, right? 38. I think so. So he's not quite in that range yet, but he is in his upper 30s now. When he did that whole 30 thing, I mean, he, the weight was just falling off him. Yes, he lost a lot of weight. You know, but I don't know about muscle build because he doesn't exercise. Right. We need testosterone, Jerry, and I HGH. I think I'd rather do Adderall, though. Adderall? I would for attention and... Yeah. I don't know. That to me seems... And I, from everything we've read there, there don't seem to be at this point side effects. Right. Which yeah, I it's like. interesting because, you know... Um, when I just got my testosterone checked, and I even checked it, I I I didn't I went after the show. Yeah, at like twelve o'clock. No, where'd you go? Just your doctor? No, you know what I did. You know we those those COVID, guard have a no 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 the <laughs> the COVID kits that we yeah. get uh, from the website that CBS. I got one for. home today. I got to do. Yeah, they also sell other kits. Oh okay. So. I was just looking one day. I was like, oh, what other kits do I have? And they have a testosterone kit. It was like 58 bucks. I was like, oh. That's it? Yeah. So, but when I clicked on it, it said, okay, like you pay. And then it says, okay, now this is your reference number. Schedule at LabCorp and they'll take your blood and then we'll really? send you the results. It would, I got the results the next day. Hmm. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. So you're supposed to ch- check your testosterone at like seven o'clock in the morning. Oh, first okay. thing. Because then it goes down. So being in the good normal range for when I took it and the slack of sleep I get at my age, I'm, I was in good shape. That's good for you. But a doctor, so a doctor really shouldn't prescribe me that, but I know I could get it. Yeah, well, if they offered it to you already right. a couple times, well, that's bizarre. It's it's intriguing, but I it just, is intriguing. I don't like the idea of having to take something. That, like what happens if you stop? You start turning into a woman? Like do you grow boobs? I I, I don't know. That's a great question. Like, when you stop, does your body then... Like, it says that your body stops producing testosterone because you're giving it to it artificially. Right. But I don't know if you stop, is there an adjusting period where it does... Like, are you not interested in relations then? If you stop your take... Taking, yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. Like, what... Or if, like, does it... Does your body then realize you're not producing it and it produces more? I don't know. Or do you stay limp? Right. These are the questions, Jay. That is a because that would be one hell of right, a. That's bad the other side thing. Like you're you're really playing with you're rolling the dice. hormones. Yes, I think I'm out. Yeah, I think I'm out too. I if like I, when I push comes to shove, I'm out. But right. is it intriguing when I see yes. Joe Rogan, who's older than me, muscular? Of course. Imagine Jerry is walking around the beach with my testosterone oozing out of my you body. You do have a girlfriend, right? Yes. Okay, I was just wondering. But I, I still want to be desired. 
I still I want to be desired by me when I look in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> no, I still want to like not have the little belly fat, and I want to be muscular when I walk around the beach. If you, How you guys doing? But you know what though? Mm, in all fairness, all kidding aside, yeah. If you and the, and this is where I always say there's want to, desire, and there's excuses. All right. If you repped out 500 sit-ups a day, you don't think you'd lose your belly fat? <laughs> I would. That sounds would. tough, though. That's it, work, Jerry. It is hard. Where and I can just inject testosterone <laughs> into my thigh. <laughs> because I, all getting aside, like the one thing I always say about actors and actresses that are in tip-top shape, they're not all doing testosterone and HGH. They're not. But when you have literally 16 hours a day to kill, well, you do. I but do. I, I mean, and, and an endless bank account. You're working out for two to three hours a day. Like there was a guy, you remember that documentary I told you about on Amazon Prime? I don't think you watched it, but it was the guy who tried numerous diets, had different trainers, and, and he was a highly successful real estate guy in New York. But he just was always big. And he would lose a little weight and then he'd get bigger. And then finally, he started with some trainer and he's like, it's it's time. I'm 40. I can't do this anymore. And he became a, um, this is not sleeping. What do you call it? A you bodybuilder. Need, you need testosterone, Jerry. Your memory will come back like that. But no, he, he didn't use testosterone. Oh, yeah, well, that would. What he did, though, was because he had so much money and with the real estate, instead of working the 12-hour days he was working, he cut it down to like seven, eight, and he actually hired people to do that. He worked out two hours in the morning, two hours at night, every day, six days a week. You're going to tell me, and ate, he, and hired a chef. And he was eating super clean, and it was perfectly patterned to his workout and what he was doing. And it took him a while, but he's ripped to shreds because he was putting nothing in his body but really good foods, drinking nothing but water, quit alcohol, everything, and was four hours a day in the gym. If you did that too, you'd be pretty jacked. Hmm. No, I'm not making fun of you, but doing curls for 15 minutes... I, be, I guarantee you Joe Rogan is in the gym for two oh, hours a day. For Easy. Sure. For sure. Easy. You're right. I think if you did that, you'd see a major difference. All right. Hmm. But you got to want to do it. Right. You know America, Jerry. We just want to pop a pill, solve all our problems. I do know someone who, and it's working for them. I see what you think about this. All right. And it's an injection. They're using a sugar blocker. And the, the cravings are completely gone. And they are eating far less, but not doing anything. It's just really taken away the cookie cravings, the all that stuff. And they've lost like 25 pounds in a month. What do you think about that? Interesting. I've never heard that before, but that's interesting. I like to use this podcast for thinking out loud like we're doing. Yeah. It's fun. It is fun. You just think out loud. Like, should we have testosterone? Should we do HGH? Should we get sugar blockers injected into us? We don't know. We don't know. We're just asking the questions. Right. And anybody on Twitter who wants to write to me, tell me how your testosterone problems are. This is what I want to know. People who are on the test, I know the benefits of it. Right. I see that. Write to me if you've had problems with it. I'm on, uh, but, you, could, you could direct message me on Twitter. But the problem seems to be more so is what we don't know. Right. So I don't know, like you can't tell me people have been doing testosterone for 25 years. No. So if it's a relatively new thing. I think thing, it's relatively new. You, you're not going to know for 10 years. Yeah. When people stop taking it when they're 60, 
and all of a sudden their wiener falls off. This is what I'm going to start doing. I'm just going to be looking around. I'm going to start eyeballing you guys. You Go guys in your 40s. You guys in your 50s that look muscular. And I see your Facebook pages and your Twitters and your Instagrams. I'm on to you. Jerry and I are on to you. You're going to go, you're going to raid their Facebook pages and start calling <laughs> people out for being HGH and testosterone users? <laughs> no, but by on, be on, on to you, meaning I'll probably DM you and go, what do you take? <laughs> and what do you how think? Do you do it? What do you do? How do you do with it? Yeah, Joe Rogan seems way too involved with it. Like he's like constantly monitoring his blood and his. Like, he's got the time to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's a very, seems very interested in body science which is awesome and i think the more you get into diet and exercise and in that world like that's the next thing yeah so i could see the guy there's a guy our trainer he does uh stem cell yeah that's the other stuff stem cell stuff i'd like to get into that too so he like he'll come train us and he'll have flip-flops on and he's got all these little things on his feet and on his neck and i'm like what is this he goes oh that's the stem cell i don't know what the right terms are for it but he's he he thinks it's working. He says he feels great, and he's in his 40s for sure. Might even be 50. I'm not even sure. Um, and he's the type of guy that he's, his back pain's gone. He swears by it. And I have heard Joe Rogan talk about these you know, stem cell doctors in Mexico and all these places. Yeah. He said he sent his father to one. Yes. And his father came back feeling 20 years younger. Right. That's this incredible is, to me. Okay, this is what we need to do, Jerry. We need to gather up some scientists. We need to create a cocktail that's got uh, got testosterone, HGH, stem cells, sugar blockers, and then like a nice fruity flavor. This will be enjoyable to drink. Can we, can we put a shot of tequila in it? <laughs> and a shot of tequila. Fine. Works I, for me. For your Fridays. I like it. All right, Jerry, why don't you say we do the warm-up show? Let's do that. With extra testosterone. That's what we're calling it? The warm-up show with extra testosterone? Yeah, well, I'm thinking of renaming it. All right, Jerry, everybody have a good weekend and peace out. And then I go, so if I was on more testosterone, Jerry, it'd be like, see you guys. (laughs) Stupid. See you later. If you need me, you know where to find me. Doing reps in the gym. Curls. Bench. Squats. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, well, here we go. It is 5.0, well, almost 5.03, because Erica's working. She rocks. I don't know where Brad Heller is. It is a Friday, a summer Friday, along with the Eddie Scazzeri. It is the warm-up show brought to you by Carney Bank. Your bank for today, for tomorrow, visit CarneyBank.com for details. His name is Albert Jonathan Dukes. What's up, Al? Good morning, Jerry. I had a uh, crazy uh, fella on the boardwalk this morning at 3 a.m. when I was walking my dog. Yeesh. He was, uh, I heard a guy yelling far away never a good start and then i saw him coming up the boardwalk yeah and i was on the other side of the street but i also think sometimes when people are walking on the boardwalk if they're on their headsets 
Sometimes they're singing loudly. Sometimes they're... At 3 a.m.? Oddly enough, yeah. Sometimes <laughs> they're on the phone with somebody, you know, with their headphones in. What? And I thought, oh, maybe this sounds ca- carrying. And as soon as we're getting... Coming approach, he, of course, gets off the boardwalk to cross the street right where I am. <laughs> screaming if out loud. If you would have just pet the dog another 30 seconds in the condo. And when he got within two feet of me, he looked startled. As if... Because he thought you were the weirdo. I don't know. And you had the dog. And I had a dog. Which looks normal. Right. So how'd the conversation go? I I, I legitimately had my hand on my pepper spray. Not I'm even sure kidding. you did. I'm not I was ready surprised. To, I was ready. And I... I, I I got to tell you, Jerry, I felt confident as he was approaching. Because you had pepper spray. I had pepper spray. That's right. Good and for you. And a dog. And a, oh, that's, that's right. true, too. Although not a fighting dog. Not a fighting. But she does not. She uh, she gave him a growl. Oh, she did. Yeah, he was, he was a little aggressive. All right, good. Another problem going on down in Bradley Beach, Jerry, there's a, uh, a mockingbird that's dive bombing pets and people. And I read that they're very territorial, these mockingbirds. And when I tweeted about it yesterday, I did get... Uh, tweets back from a lot of people who say they have mockingbirds in their backyards or front yards. And if they build a nest anywhere near your house or where you go, they will dive bomb you. Got it. To like peck your eyes out. Well, good luck with that. Yeah, I don't know what to do. Stay away from it. Do I beat up a bird? Because that seems... If you have to. I do, right? Bring a baseball bat. Swing for the fences. Well, people told me to bring a tennis racket. There you go. But... Could you imagine me on peppers? Um, so this is your checklist: dog, yeah. pepper spray, tennis racket. Right. Well, right. I, I'm gonna have to start bringing a backpack when I go out. <laughs> Pretty much. But I can't beat up a bird, even if a if bird it attacks att- you. Yes, you can. I could kill a bird if it attacks. If it attacks me. you, yeah. what are you supposed to do? Because people will say, "Well, he's not gonna kill you." But I would feel bad if I beat up a bird. Although, well, in some ways, I feel like don't come at me if you don't want to be beat up. Right. Swing right? for the fences, Al. This is called. Darwin's survival of the fittest. There you go. And while this bird may think it's protecting its nest that I don't even know exists, I may have to throw down with it over the weekend. But then Peter will come at me. Peter King? Then what do I do? Peter King? Peter King? <laughs> I don't know. Would Good Peter luck. come after me for beating up a bird that came at me first? That's the real question. Don't know. You don't know? I do not know. I've never like been if, involved with a, with a bird, sorry. What about with an animal that's come at you? You've never uh, been never a, happened. You've never been chased down by an animal? No. A cat? No. Someone's dog. Let's see this. Let's try again. No. I saw Ezekiel Elliott's dog attack somebody again. Yeah, that's is this the same now I'm I'm confused. Was it him or was it Dak Prescott's dog that got away in the backyard? Because didn't Dak Prescott have pit bulls? Dak Prescott had two pit bulls that got out and attacked somebody. Yeah. Or attacked somebody's dog. Ezekiel Elliott. Now, this is the second time his dogs have attacked people. He's got a Rottweiler. Now, what happened with the attack? Was there, Were there any injuries? He said send two people to the hospital yeah, with injuries. That's the not second good. Dog, second time his dogs have been the subject of an investigation. That is not good. Yeah, you can't have... You got to watch your dog. Because isn't there a thing where a couple of dog bites reported and yeah. then... They right? put your dog down. Yeah. I'd love to send a mockingbird over towards his dog and teach it a lesson. Go for it. Have him dive bomb Ezekiel Elliott's Rottweiler. And just send it to Frisco, Texas, Ezekiel Elliott. It'll yeah. find its way there. A mock, just send a mockingbird in the mail? Yeah, absolutely. Then or, he opens or, up and it just starts a dive bomb. You ship on one him. there. Ship a, do- uh, a mockingbird? That's all. And it can be flying around his uh, compound because I'm sure he's got a large yeah. property, you would He'd think. He'd be like, oh, look at this cute bird. And then it starts dive bombing him. <laughs> Yeah, you got to be careful when you have uh, dogs. Because I, 
dogs you think are easier to control than they really are. Like Ezekiel Elliott can't control his dogs. Dak Prescott can't control his dogs. Depends. On, I, well, I also think it depends on the size and the breed. Yeah. So in this case, well, I don't remember what are these again. These uh, the, well, Rottweilers. He's got three dogs. They've only mentioned a, a Rottweiler as okay. being one of them, and then Dak Prescott's got the uh, pit bulls. Yeah. All right. I mean, good luck to them. I've changed my tune on pit bulls somewhat. Like if I see a pit bull, and you you've changed your tune. Yeah. Hmm. And if it seems, if the pit bull seems happy, I'm not afraid of it. Like I will not walk away from a pit bull I see walking if it appears to be happy. Plus, you have pepper spray in your right hand, so you're exactly. fine. I don't think I think I think pit bulls can fight off anything. Pepper spray, getting punched, getting their eyes gouged. Like when they lock in on something, Jerry, they're very uh, like they're in tune. They're they're lot in lockstep. Nice. You can't really battle them. What else do I have for you, Jerry? <laughs> Jerry, we got a big uh, playoff, <laughs> big playoff weekend. Knicks, Nets. I would say so. Very much know. looking forward to it. I'm a little confused what's going on with the tickets and things. First of all, we have Nets game two tickets. Nice every hour. All right, cool. Today, now I know what's going on with the Knicks. They're going to have fifteen thousand people in They're and ninety percent very... vaccinated tickets. Right? Uh, yeah, Isn't I that think, what I read? Uh, perhaps you did read that. Yes, ninety. Yes, ninety percent of the people going are fully. Which is vaccinated. really impressive to me yeah. that that many people that are vaccinated uh, are into going. Right. Which is great. So they're going to have 15,000, which is considered sold out. You cannot buy a ticket except for on the secondary market for the Knicks games. Right. So that's 75% capacity, basically, yeah. for the Garden. And, like, people are, like, jacked up for it. I guess it's, like, one of the larger indoor events in the city since the lockdown it has happened. to be. I would think the biggest indoor event since the lockdown, no? Yeah. I'm going to say that, Jerry. It is the biggest indoor event. Now, I don't know what's going on with the Brooklyn Nets. But Nor do I. They haven't really given... A number of people that's coming in. They haven't, like, said that we're going to allow this many people in. They appear to still have tickets for sale. It's very confusing. I would agree. So now I have not looked because I cannot go Saturday night, although yeah. I would love to. Um, I also game, heard they're the very pricey. Always. The Nets ones. M more, more so than the Knicks? more so than the Knicks. See, which now, is it's interesting because I heard Evan and Craig yesterday talking about this, and I guess – the vaccinated tickets that Evan was offered as a season ticket holder were far cheaper than the unvaccinated tickets you could buy. Like they were really, they're trying to incentivize you to get vaccinated. I mean, that's fine. Of course, at this point, if you're not vaccinated, it's not going to be in time anyway. But I don't know. I, I haven't looked into it because I can't go Saturday night. And as much as I'd love to go to game two, it's a weeknight. Yeah. I, I just can't. Right. Sunday night. You get Nets. Well, the Knicks are Sunday night. The Nets are. The Nets are not Sunday night, are they? No, no they're right. Saturday night, and then they're, what, Monday or Tuesday? I got to look. Monday or Tuesday, yeah. You're but right, it's a weeknight week for right. us. I can't do it. Right. You got uh, Nets Celtics Saturday night. Right, 8 p.m. Knicks Hawks Sunday night. At 7. 7 p.m. Right. Hmm. Do I want to go out and pretend to be into basketball on a Saturday night? That seems like a fun thing to It do. is a fun thing, especially if you're out at a bar that's yeah. now open again. Yeah. You're vaccinated. I'm telling you, I think it'd be a blast. And I have some Brooklyn Nets gear I could wear to act like I'm a fan. That could be interesting. That could be. I will tell you, though, you'll run into a lot of Boston Celtic gear, too. Celtics oh. are a national-type oh, team. Oh, you're right. But still, you're good. And the Celtics fans are crazy. Uh, yeah, the problem with the only issue, though, is I don't know what kind of expectation a Celtic fan has going into this postseason. Oh, They've okay. had a very disappointing year. 
they're a seven seed. Mm. Eh. So they're not going to be, I don't know, I just get the vibe. You know what I get the vibe from Celtics fans? Like it'd be like going to a bar on uh, St. Patrick's Day. Okay. People drinking more than they should, wearing green. Well, that's uh, stereotypical. Throwing down. <laughs> I guess. I don't, I'm not so sure that I believe Maybe that. Maybe I'm just but... thinking of the one Celtic fan who used to work here who was like that. Who's that, Ray Martell? <laughs> no, the uh, other oh. fella. I don't know who the other fella is. <laughs> the guy got into a street fight at a, after a Nick game. Oh, a case yes, I got you. his name. Yes, yeah. I understand. Okay. But I like picture like a bar full of those dudes. I hear you. You know what I'm saying, Jerry? Yes. So, so I'm looking at tickets for vaccination required. Yeah, vaccinated people. So I'm going to look at game two because I can't go to, I cannot go Saturday night. You look, this is for, um, this is for Tuesday, 730. For Brooklyn Nets basketball. Yes, exactly. And I'm oh, fully yeah. vaccinated. Oh my Lord. You're fully vaccinated, Jerry? First of all, this notion that they have a lot of tickets available. Yeah. No. Fake news? No, I'm not going to say fake news. There yeah. are a total of, from what I can see here, there's like eight tickets available. What? The whole building is unavailable. Oh. There are six. Why are they acting like they're? There are 64 tickets available for Tuesday night. Why are they acting like they're they're having a problem selling out? I well, see. I guess because the Knicks sold out in two minutes. Yeah. And the fact that they're not 100% sold out, but getting in. And let me just say this. <clears throat> How much you want to think these tickets are? $400. Yeah, I'd like to say that that was true. That's not true. More than $400? A little more, yeah. I would never imagine. I don't understand this for the life of me. And you're not courtside. Yeah. How about $505 a ticket? To sit where? Unless, hold on, time out, time out. See, this is confusing me. Oh, you're being confused, No, because you're, you know what? It's a group of two. Oh, all right. So then they're two fifty, two fifty each. Okay. All right, I got it. And then a group of four tickets, they, yeah, it's the same deal. Oh, so they have you buying in groups because they want you to sit with your people in vaccination situations and that sort of thing. Correct. So there's basically two sections that are available for a grand total of 64 tickets. That's what they have left. All right. So this notion that they're having trouble You're selling right. tickets, I don't know that that, that I buy that. Are you and on the actual prices, ticket website, Jay? I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is not, you know, a secondary market because that's right. fake. Those tickets are bought and paid for. Correct. I'm on the Nets website and their ticket. I mean, there is nothing available here. Well, guess what? You can win tickets every hour on the Boomer and Geo show. I think that is terrific. Boy, I would love to go to this, but I can't. Maybe you call in and win tickets, Jerry. <laughs> You're such a fool. All right, how about we check... All right, now here's if those tickets for a group of two are five hundred and five dollars. What do you think the non-vaccinated tickets cost? Non-vaccinated, you're going to be punished for that. So those tickets are going to be seven hundred dollars for two. No, you know what? They're the same. Oh, I'm confused. Well, now. this isn't going well. <laughs> now I'm a little confused. Imagine how complicated this. Oh, get in the they don't have any left. You're vaccinated. You're not vaccinated. No, you that, have a card. You don't have your card. They don't have any of the non-vaccinated tickets left yet. That's why. All right. So that's what it is. Okay. So all the non-vaccinated people are going in there and spreading their disease. I guess. I don't I'm. You know what? I don't know. I have no idea. I'm arrogant, fully vaccinated now. I'm going anywhere I want. I'm going to breathe on people. I'm going to let people breathe on me. I'm going to touch things. <laughs> I know. Well, you're very up. cocky with yourself. I'm going to rub up against people. And just to, I, just to be clear so yes. that I have this right. So there are 60 non-vaccinated tickets left vaccinated seats it looks like there's approximately and they are cheaper for sure um it looks like there's approximately a hundred and 
as I'm going through. I'd say about 125 tickets available. Left. So that'll probably be sold out by the yeah, time. Yeah, you're talking time. a total of 220 tickets in a, in a building that are available. Maybe I buy them up and uh, put them on the secondary market. I tell you what, though, the fully vaccinated section is closer to the court and cheaper. I like to sit next to Jay-Z or any cool You're not uh, going to get that close. Uh, will cool celebrities go to this game? Uh, probably. This game, right? Brooklyn? Yeah, I would think so. I mean, there's th- say what you want about them. There's a lot of star power on that team. So I would think that that's very possible. Who will have better celebrities, Celtics at Nets or Hawks at Knicks? Better could be Brooklyn. More will be at the Knicks. Yeah. Is Woody Allen still allowed to go to games, or does he get shunned now? No, I think he. I After think he that does. Documentary came out. He well, still we goes? Have, well. First of all, he hasn't had a chance to go since that documentary oh, right. came out. But I, I, I would think so. I don't. I don't know. I mean, it's a he said, she said documentary. It's all about the he said, she said. <laughs> yes. Right. Good so point, I don't know. Jerry, that's a fair point. Why don't you spread some goodness and news to people? By going to the Knicks game? I'm no. not allowed in Celebrity Instead Row. of sending them to the Garden or Barclays Center, send them to Carney Bank. Oh, that's a great idea, Jerry. It's officially the one-year anniversary of my new condo, and I it was the best decision I've ever made. Buying my own place and building equity in a home? That's what I do with my money, Jerry. I owe a big thank you to Carney Bank. You know how much I love them. And they made the mortgage process very easy. My mortgage loan officer was always accessible, very personable, quick to respond. First-time homebuyers do not hesitate to explore Carney Bank. Visit CarneyBank.com slash mortgages. That's CarneyBank.com slash mortgages. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. All right, quick break. On the other side, we'll get to some baseball and maybe some more tickets. I don't know. But we've got a lot to do. It's a summer fun Friday. Boomer and Geo at 6 on the fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Number one with meatheads in the gym. I got to tell you, you got me on a project now. I like this. So Al gave me the idea. Well, did you give me the idea? I did not. No. I thought you did. No, I think you had the idea. Oh, I'm all in on trying to go to Boston now for game four of Net Celtics, which seems fun, which would be Memorial Day weekend. And I asked Al, so I've given Al two quizzes today. He failed the first one miserably. And then the second one, I asked him for what he thought Right now, the going rate for a hotel would be for Memorial Day weekend in Boston. He said two twenty a night. The first four hotels that popped up on orbits two twenty a night. That's not my, close. You were spot on, like I got you my checked. Finger on the pulse, Jerry. I, would I didn't say check. So. I just I, I know things sometimes. That was pre- I was impressive. Thank you. I got to tell you, I see Jacob Degrom has got dominated. it going on. He dominated I mean, his single A rehab start against against the bunch of bunch of punks. It's Jerry. low A. I mean, come on. Single A. Yes. Three hitless innings. I hope so. Eight strikeouts out of nine outs. This guy dominates Crushed major it. league hitters. Yeah, oh, my gosh. That must have been. I don't know whether I would have been. It would have been cool to get to face him or it was, it was going to ruin your night if you were on the other team. Well, I'll tell you, it's cool if you're the ninth guy. What do you the, mean? Well, because eight of them struck out. Oh. One guy did the, not. I hey, put guys, the ball in play. I put the bat on the ball. Right. Technically, I got a hit off Jacob DeGrom. <laughs> right. That's how I would have classified it. Be like, yeah, I hit Jacob DeGrom. 
unfortunately, there was someone right where I hit it, but I hit Jacob DeGrom. Right, exactly. Yeah, I wonder, like, what if you were trying to, you know, like the coaches, like, or the managers, like, we're going to give you one more game. We got to see what you could do with the bat this one more game. Sure. Then you get to the clubhouse and you see you're facing Jacob DeGrom. They'll be like, oh going to ruin my chances of making the major leagues. That's not going to ruin their chances. Yeah, he's going to be like, oh, get a hit off the Grom. Nah, they'll be fine. It's just something to remember to tell your grandkids. So single A is worse than triple A? Oh, God. You don't yeah, know, really the, don't know the minor that. league system? Yeah, I don't. So you've got, when you get drafted, you go to rookie ball. Rookie ball. If you are good there, you go to single A, then to double A. Most players will jump from double A to major league baseball. Why? And if not, I don't know why. They've used triple A almost as like a, it's like the, the journeyman guys end up in triple A. I don't know why. You would think it would go rookie, A, double A's. And for some it is. But it goes, yeah, A, double A, triple A, and well, then the bigs. Well, like in New Jersey, the Somerset Patriots are a Yankee. They're a Yankee what? Single A, double A, triple A. The Somerset Patriots, are, I yeah. believe, are an independent league. I don't think no, they're... No, they're affiliated with the Yankees now. They, they are? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I have... Yeah, I don't know whether they're... I was not aware a, of that. Yeah. I think it happened uh, last year. Oh, okay. Because they were Pretty always cool. an independent team, yeah, were they, they not? they were Atlantic League independent team. So let's see. Somerset Patriots and Yankees. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. They are double A. Double A. So that'd be a good place to see. I would think you'll see a lot of Yankees on rehab assignments there. You would think. Sparky Lyle used to be the manager there. When things are back. Maybe he still is. And then Craig Nettle's son played third base. Was that true? Well. Yeah. No kidding. And That's we were, right. uh, what are, now we also got corrected by the Blue Claws. They're not the Lakewood Blue Claws anymore. They're the Jersey Shore Blue Claws. I didn't know that. Me I neither. Did, I didn't know they rebranded. I don't know what I was. I did not know that. Know what was wrong with Lakewood, but okay. They want to make it more like when you hear Lakewood, maybe you don't want to, maybe you don't think it's close to where you are. You hear Jersey Shore, that could be anywhere. Right. Like you go to Atlantic City, let's go to a Jersey Shore Blue Claws game, not realizing you got to go up to exit, you know, 88 or something. Exactly. Makes sense. Jerry C.C. Sabathia played softball in Central Park. He called it, quote, he said this, quote, it was like a bucket list thing. You're kidding me. Yeah. Playing softball in Central Park? Yep. It was on his bucket list. That's a weird bucket list. That's on the opposite of my bucket list. Me too. Like, there are things I'm not interested in. <laughs> That's one of them. <laughs> Playing softball in Central Park is one of them. Couldn't agree more. Plus, we played softball in Manhattan already. I'm good. Yeah. I don't really have a bucket list. Do you? Um, I don't think so, to be quite honest. You don't have places, uh, ballparks you want to go no, to? No, I do. But if I don't get if I don't get to, uh, you know, Miller Park in Milwaukee, I will be just fine. You'll be all right? Yeah, you know, I want to get to Wrigley. I've never been there. You're not going to be on your deathbed going, I wish I got to Miller Park. No, I don't think so. Because <gasps> here's the thing. The idea of getting to every ballpark is sounds like a blast. The problem is there's places I really don't want to go. Yeah. Like, I have no interest in going to Kansas City. As cool as that park looks, I don't want to go to Kansas City. Right. I'd like to go to St. Louis. There. I would like to see that. But I'm not going to get to everyone. So Plus, no. I, you know, I had that. I, I think everyone has that idea when they're a kid that they want to get to all the ballparks. But sure. now we're in an era where they just keep building new ballparks. Well, but they, they are up for 30 or 40 years. They are? <laughs> yes. Are you sure? You know, City Field's been around for like a decade already. No. Yeah. Actually, over that, more than that, I think. I know I was at Chase Stadium in 2007. That was the last, yeah, so 2008 they started there. Right. 8, 9, 10, 11, Like 12, 12 13 oh. years. Yeah. Good what, point, What Jerry. was the thing you, you botched yesterday? 
Like, he's not been dead 25 years. Andre, Andre the, Giant. the Giant. And you were wrong. It was, was uh, wrong. almost 30 years. <laughs> he was died in the 90s. 93. I really thought he died like five years ago. Right. No, that was wrong. That and was he wrong. wasn't even 50 years old, Andre. Very sad. May he rest in peace, Jerry. Yes, of course. Absolutely. No, I don't have a bucket list. Um, and there are, see, because for a lot of people, too, like, they want to go see the pyramids before they die. Ooh, they want to like go to that. Italy. That, those things, I think, would be neat. But, eh. Yeah, I would like to see the pyramids, but I don't want to go to Egypt. Exactly. I'm with you. I would like to see live kangaroos, but I don't want to make the flight to Australia. I don't either. Too too long. Although I think it'd be really cool to go to Australia or New Zealand or somewhere like that. But it's probably not going to happen. I'd like to see Stonehenge, but really it's just a bunch of big boulders in a circle. And then what? And then what do I do? Exactly. You take pictures and now figure out the rest of your trip. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the pyramids would be really cool. I I 100% think that would be amazing to see. Better than playing softball in Central Park. Yeah, that's a weird bucket list item. Are we going to get to the point where we can fully immerse ourselves, where I don't have to leave my house, but I could feel like I'm at the pyramids? Maybe. And see everything. Virtual reality. Aren't we there yeah. already? Can't but you like put those really, binocular things on? But I want it to be really good. Well, but you told me once during the podcast that there's binoculars for pornography that make it feel like you're in the room with the woman. That's what I've heard. <laughs> well, I, you did that story. I did do that story. And we had the whole conversation, are you cheating then if it's virtual reality? Right. So if they can do that with naked women, why can't they do that with pyramids? Because they always start with naked women. That's unfortunate. About naked like, women in the pyramids. This is where all technology <laughs> emanates from. Naked women. How do we see nude women? This is what... That's where technology yes. emanates from? Yes. For everything. <laughs> Well, hold on. Time out. Webcam, Zoom meetings, it all started with... Well, fine, but I don't think the iPhone was created to see naked women. Now, that has come along the way as part of the adventure, I guess. Because it's these technology uh, nerds that can't get women. So they build technology. So you think the creator of iPhone was a nerd... Steve Jobs? ...who who couldn't get a female? Probably. I don't know if I believe that. Yeah. So in, once we get it up with seeing nude women, then we'll get to the pyramids and Stonehenge and Australia. Have you tried those binoculars? Not with naked women. I, don't I have that. tried those binoculars. Or what, so what was the experience? It was all right. Like there was one where I was on like a mountain in Italy or something. Right. It was pretty good. But then, uh, you know, when you take them off, I was getting a little dizzy. Okay, and you realize you were still in your apartment. Yeah. I was like, I'm not in Italy. Well, that part was cool because then I was off the mountain and I didn't have to climb down. But the I think you just answered your question. Then we're yeah. kind of there already. Yeah, we're almost. Yeah, but I feel like no one's done the definitive pyramid thing, where I would feel like I'm actually in the pyramids, where I can open up a mummy casket. I don't think you'd be allowed to do that if you went. If I went to Egypt, I can't open a mummy casket. What do you think? Could I open Tutankhamun's? Uh... <laughs> Stupid. Tutankhamun. <laughs> King Tut. I know King Jerry. Tut. I don't know what common. What was the rest of that mean? I don't know. I just have there was a video game when I was a kid called uh, Tutankhamun. It was on the, Atari. Yeah, and it was like the the King Tut head. Mm. That was his full name. Tutankhamun. I didn't know. <laughs> there you go. All I, I knew was King Tut. That correctly. That's all I knew. Remember Steve Martin used to do that King Tut song? I don't. King Tut. Maybe I'll come back from break with it. You can do that. I'll tell you one thing real quick yeah. before we take a break because I always forget to write them down. Two horrible songs this morning. That you right? heard where? On the radio? Yes, on the radio, yes. I was back and forth with Lakata and then commercials. I was listening to music. Okay. For one, I mean, Paul McCartney did songs with his wife's name on the... on the Yeah. 
Paul and Linda McCartney. Yeah, that was a mistake. Backseat of my car. What a terrible song. What was that on the Beatles channel? I don't know where I heard it, to be quite honest. And then this one, like The Temptations. Great band. This one, Don't Let the Joneses Get You Down. What an awful well, song. You, you were listening to some deep tracks, oh, Jerry. Oh, God. I don't know the, that one. Well, here's why. So, you know, some Sal goes to commercial. You move around a little bit. I'm looking at the traffic on the Gowanus going towards the Verrazano. My mind was blown with how many cars were actually out there and trucks at 3.30 in the morning. And so you, you're skipping around, and I hear, like, oh, it sounds like Paul McCartney. I'm like, this is brutal. And then I see Paul and Linda McCartney. Like, he put it, you're Paul McCartney. I know, but she was very influential. I guess so. Well, yeah, influential with crap music is she what won, it turned out yeah, to be. Yeah, she wanted her name and all this stuff. Was she jealous of Yoko Ono yeah. ruining John Lennon's career? Yes. Oh, my God. And then this Temptation song, was I thought it was terrible. Yeah, I don't know those ones. I'll play you King Tut coming back, Jerry. You're going to love it. All right, well, we'll take a break. Half past five, a little bit beyond that, actually. And coming up at six on a summer Friday or Boomer and Geo on the fan. Jerry, this is the great King Tut. Who did this? Steve Martin. Now, when it was a young man, he never thought he'd see people stand in line to see the boy King. I'm going to go see the pyramids and see this. Come on, Jerry. You don't know I this. don't know this. No, I wish I did. Comes with the dance and everything. Man, Steve Martin was the best. He still is. But when he was doing stand-up. Well, no one wants to do stand-up anymore. What do you mean? I saw your note about Chris Rock. Oh, Chris Rock. Yeah. Talking about the cancel culture. Cancel culture. And yeah. I will tell you. Uh, listen, I'll say this. I even put on satellite once in a while the comedy channels, the stand-up comedy channels. Yeah. And I've told you this, too, about Netflix. I am bored by stand-up. I, it, I have, aside from Sebastian Maniscalco, and it really his first special, his second one was okay, not as good as his first one. Like, I can't come up with a guy that I, no one may, I, doesn't do it for me. There's a, it feels like there's a lot of guys now, men and women, and I used to really be in the stand-up comedy, but I felt like I knew who everybody was. Now, okay. if I go to Netflix and look at the stand-up specials, there's a ton of people I've never heard of. I have no of. idea. I like Nikki Glazer, although she gets a little filthy. I do like her But I well. do find her to be funny. But I don't. It's not hysterical laughing. I don't know. It's I and there's so many of them. I turn on and within five minutes, I'm like, you're boy, bored. if you don't have me by now, I'm right. gone. Then you're out. Not anymore. some people have a way with words. I heard other this idiot people, the other day. Uh, oh, uh, not have way. Well, this that's still Steve Martin. He's the, oh, that wasn't yeah. your Stephen Wright guy who's no. not funny. Stephen I'm Wright sorry. was an acquired taste. Acquired taste. Yeah, you needed to be stoned. <laughs> And not know what he was saying to laugh. Like, I, I listened to one the other day. People are laughing. He's just, like, saying lines. Yeah. It would be like, uh, oh, for some people, it's Friday. For me, Saturday. <laughs> like, what? Well, when you go to a comedy club. You're drunk. And you're going there because you want to laugh. So I you're agree. Give them the but there's got to be some sense of comedy, doesn't there? I would think so, yes. <laughs> like... I don't know. I, and I can't imagine those clubs, and you were a late-night guy. Didn't they have the applause signs, yeah. and then they would have, like, extras saying, hey, applause. On yeah. Right. And I think all of the late-night shows, yes. I think they do that. I don't think in a comedy club they're doing that. They're not. You just have people smoking weed, drinking, and laughing at anything. Yeah, but, um, yeah, they're going in like, I'm going to laugh tonight. It's going to be hilarious. I guess. I went to one at Borgata two summers ago. We left. 
It was not. There was you nothing a, funny about oh, it. You were a tough comedy. Uh, but critic. I'm not though. And yet you went to see uh, Wanda Sykes and hated it. But did why not did you like think it. that was going to be good? Because I find her. She's funny on TV. I thought she's she good. She's a good actress. I didn't find any of it funny. Yeah. We left. King, that's because she didn't do King Tud. Or she didn't do Howie Mandel, was, even though Craig mocked me for it, he was actually pretty funny. Howie Mandel. He was okay, was. yes. Not great, but it was good. It was worth staying for. All right. You but yeah, not not easy. You didn't leave for him. We did not leave. We stayed we, till the end. We went to see one time with Boomer and Craig uh, Robin Williams, which I was not interested in going to, but then I really enjoyed when we saw him. He was in uh, Foxwoods. Is that uh, where you saw yeah, him? Yeah, or or um, or Mohegan, maybe Mohegan, probably. Yeah. Then I heard Craig tell the story on the air the other day about, and I do recall this going to see Robert Plant. Of Robert Led Plant, yeah. really? We were on a remote somewhere, so I don't know if you. I was not there. You don't recall that? No, I never we saw Robert Plant. R- Robert Plant, but it was Robert Plant and Allison Krauss. It was folk music. Oh, I remember him telling the story about this. And we were there, and we were doing. We had to get up early the next day, and we were at Mohican Sun, I believe it was, or in Atlantic City. It was one of the two, and uh, this show was so boring. <laughs> and a guy came up to us during the show, and he said, uh, "Hey, after the show." bring you guys back and uh, meet Robert Plant. We were like, I think we're going to head out. <laughs> to bed. <laughs> we actually left. I, like I get it. stayed on the other side of the ice. You like that one, Jerry? I skate on the I like to reminisce with people I don't know. <laughs> Granted, it takes longer. Dude, you're terrible. I like to fill my tub up with water, then turn the shower on and act like when a submarine has been hit. Those people are enjoying it. They're really laughing. They're up. high. That was on Letterman. On oh Letterman. My. That's another thing. So watching all these old shows like Johnny Carson. So I saw Paul Reiser before he was a star doing stand up. Right, his on, first uh, appearance. On Carson. Probably. The fact that someone didn't kick him out of that studio and instead he got a contract based on that horrendous stand up. Mind blowing. Well, different time period as well. No, no, it's not funny if it was 1840, well, let alone 1980. Sometimes oh things, uh, you know, in time no, they were not funny. funny. No, it and wasn't. Then now they're not. It was not funny. Mm. It was again. He was just talking. Right. I could do that. Well, think of back then. Like he, uh, Seinfeld got a sitcom. Paul Reiser got a sitcom. Tim Allen got a sitcom. That's true. And I didn't see Seinfeld on any of these shows or Tim Allen. Maybe they were terrible too. I don't know. Like, Paul Reiser's funny, and his shows were funny. Him on Beverly Hills Cop, tremendous, his little bit part. Mad about you, great. Stand up. Well, Tim Allen did the the bit which got him his thing was he was doing the comedy about the guy being turned on by power tools, like mm. grunting like a caveman. That's actually how he started? Yeah. So he had a bit about Sears, like going to Sears. And, mm, mm, mm. So that's where home improvement came yes. from. I didn't know that. That's interesting. From his Sears bit. And there you go. Who knew? Jerry, a Florida man. Oh, geez. These normally don't end well when the story starts a Florida man. Is this going to end well? This Well, it doesn't end. It's it's not weird All like right. the Florida stories normally are. Right on. A Florida man passed away from coronavirus and left his family. Oh, I saw this. His baseball cards that are worth $20 million. Isn't that something? They include cards of Honus Wagner. Shut up. Ty Cobb. Wow. Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig. That is really something. It was so large, he filled, or the family filled an 18-foot U-Haul truck with all of these cards. Damn. 
The man used to refer to these cards as his paper babies. I would say so, and I wonder why he's never traded any of Well, maybe he has traded some in, and that's what he still had. That is really remarkable, He said the only though. ones he would trade in is if he got an upgraded version. Like got a it. Better, like a better mint condition. Right, sure. That is really interesting. But it seems like the family's selling it now, which to me feels a little weird in that this was this guy's whole life yeah. collecting these cards, well, and they were his paper babies, But as do he you said. know what his dying's, dying wishes were? Maybe it no. was, please trade these in and live a life... And enjoy Lynn. yourself. Who knows? Yeah. It's kind of like that's his will to it. Maybe that was his will to the family. Why didn't my father leave me uh, or leave uh, all these cards? Well, I mean, I know my father, for instance, has always had regret about throwing them out and trading them and, you know, right. doing flipping them and stuff like that because who knew at the time? Right. I had a, fr- a friend, a kid I went to school with, was given for his, I want to say his 13th birthday, his dad gave him mint condition Mickey Mantle rookie card. To where he was allowed when he got to 17 to turn it into a goodbye car, which he did. I think he got like $25,000 for nice. it and wound up with a car. I think what happened a lot, and this happened to my father as well, maybe your father. I know it happened. I, I hear this story a lot. Is like our parents, our fathers went into the military, right? Sure. My dad, your dad went yep. to Vietnam. And when they went to Vietnam, they were young. They were 17, 18 young fellas. And uh, their parents got rid of all their stuff. Comic books, baseball cards, classic toys, these sorts of things. I, that could be part of it. I know for my father, he said he ended up just flipping things and losing them and just yeah. never thought it would amount to much. I mean, how, you know, because think of it this way if everybody thought they were going to be worth something, there would be tons of them right. all over and they'd be worth nothing. Which is what happened when those men, our fathers, had sons like us. Then we started collecting things thinking and we're not nothing. getting rid of them. You're right. But they made too many of them. You're You've right. got a binder full of Ken Griffey Jr. rookie That's cards. That's worth nothing. I got the Donruss ones. I got right. tops. I got them all. And it's really not worth much. We need Honus Wagner cards, Jerry. We need Ty Cobb cards. I would Babe like a Babe, a Babe Ruth card would be cool. That would be cool. I don't know why. And, and I'll give you another one I would like. Willie Mays because that was my dad's favorite player. Like that would be cool to me. That one seems attainable. He it might be in an era where, but like a rookie card, gem in ten condition. Put it like on I have a Hank Aaron card, but it's not worth anything because yeah. it's like in year fourteen of his career. <laughs> it's like I swear I think I paid twenty bucks for it, right. so maybe it's worth fifty now. Okay, that's that's like the the oldest card I have that's worth anything. That's Why don't we it. bring our cards in here, Jerry? One day we'll see what we got. We'll flip them up against the. I wall. can do that. We'll I gave leaders. them to my son, so oh, he, he did. Yeah, he put a, he played. Uh, organize them in a big binder. Really? So I could bring some stuff in. So he, he he seems to be enjoying your cards. Yeah, and he does it himself. Like, he enjoys it. Oh, okay. So, yeah, we could do that. I'm not sure we will, but we can. Just we like can I get the... That. We still never do the water challenge. The Where I uh, taste I the know. different waters? That's on me. I went to buy them the one morning, and Wawa didn't sell all the water I needed. Yeah. They had weird... They had Fiji. Fiji water? I needed Dasani. They didn't right. have it. Anyway, all right, we are uh, wrapping up the hour, which is crazy because that means the weekend is that much Here closer. Comes the weekend. And same for Boomer and Geo. That's right, Jerry. You may have heard, Jerry, I'm celebrating one year in my new condo. I've told you a number of times already. If you're sick of paying rent like I was and want to build equity in a home, get in touch with Carney Bank. They made the entire mortgage process easy. What did I say? Mortgage? Did mortgage. I say mortgage. Get your mortgage. It's a mortgage. They made it very easy. Things that would have taken a few days at the big banks were done in an afternoon at Kearney. I wouldn't recommend anyone else. Also, their first-time homebuyer program offers a ton of savings. Visit CarneyBank.com slash mortgages. 
That's carneybank.com slash mortgages. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. All right, we will step aside for just a moment. We'll get you to Boomer NGO next right now on Odyssey Sports Minute. Amy Lawrence on the NBA and the MVP finalists. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFA. Right, welcome back. Yankees won. They're back in action tonight at home against the White Sox. Mets in Miami. Bad loss for the Islanders last night to the Penguins. Nets tomorrow night. Knicks Sunday night, Al. Warm-up show brought to you by Carney Bank, your bank for today for tomorrow. Visit CarneyBank.com for details. Uh, a fellow named Como on Twitter, Jerry. What up, Como? He uh, says you got to look at the uh, the Twitter feed of the team that faced the Jacob Degrom last night. They are the uh, Palm Beach Cardinals. Yeah, I saw one guy put 102 cent help or something. <laughs> they did a couple different funny uh, things that Steve Cohen will not be getting a Christmas card from us this year. They faced Jacob Degrom and Noah Syndergaard in back to back games. Syndergaard was four innings the day before. Then they tweeted, "Oh, finally some support for Jacob Degrom." Ha! <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> they scored seven <laughs> runs against the Palm Beach Cardinals. It's very funny. That's actually very funny. They did a very nice job on their uh, Twitter Look at handle. That hire that guy. How about that? And Jerry uh, Drew Pearson, one of your favorite Dallas Cowboys yes, from your he childhood, he goes right. into the Hall of Fame and uh, long overdue. And Roger Staubach's going to present him. I would say that's about right. They should throw one more pass, Jerry. A hail mary. <laughs> One more hell. <laughs> I bet you Roger Stallback could still sling it. He seems like can. a strong older fella. He's in shape. He's in shape. I mean, Boomer can still throw the ball 60 yards down the field. Right. Remember he did that garbage pail toss? He was hitting every pail. Floaters, too. Yes. So I'm sure Roger Stallback probably could still throw it. Would one you... of the nicest men I ever talked to. Yeah, very pleasant. It was one of my childhood heroes, Roger Stallback. I was talking about Drew Pearson. Oh. I'm sure Stallback, too. Who's nicer, Roger Stallback or Drew Pearson? <laughs> Six and one half dozen the other. They're both wonderful human They're beings. They're both wonderful And Stallback's beings, loaded, too. Has right. had a very successful post-playing career. Construction. Is that what it is? Stop. Leader got it. A foul is called.